how many times have you been affected by somebody who has said something to you either in person or on social media that went against what you thought you were doing as the right thing? If that's ever happened, then this week's podcast is for you. Welcome welcome to the Student-Centered World Podcast, where we talk about all things hands-on teaching and keeping your energy and sanity in the classroom. This teacher-turned-consultant is making it her mission to help as many teachers as possible become the best version of themselves in their classrooms and keep their passion for teaching on fire. It's her hope that we never forget why we desire to have a passion for educational progress. This, this is Student-Centered World, and this is Jen Bry Soccer. Welcome to week two of the Student-Centered World podcast. Today I wanted to talk about external voices that really affect our internal voices. I had a really unfortunate experience on social media this week. I saw a post from an educator who discussed their viewpoints on a particular practice in the classroom. I was intrigued by what he was saying and I commented with how I handled that practice in the classroom. It wasn't anything out of the ordinary and is something I know a lot of other teachers do as well. Even though I was doing nothing more than giving an idea for a way to approach this situation, I was pretty much attacked for my suggestion. Really quickly I felt ganged up on and was pretty much told that I was wrong. I'm not saying that my suggestion would be appropriate for every group of students out there, but it worked well for mine. This simple comment where I thought I was just contributing to conversation had me questioning everything that I have accomplished in the last decade in the classroom. After feeling blindsided, I took a step back and really recognized what I was witnessing happen. Somewhere along the line, it no longer became okay to have a friendly debate with someone who thinks differently than you. Instead, it must be black and white, right or wrong, and we see this all the time now. These external voices start making your internal voices question themselves, and that's not okay. My friends, there is no wrong in the classroom when your heart and your head are thinking about what is in the best interests of your students. Obviously, common sense is a factor, and of course there's rules that we need to stick to, but if you're making decisions based off what is best for your classroom, it isn't wrong. Somewhere along the way, we turned into a society where it's acceptable to say the meanest thoughts that you have if you have the opportunity to hide behind a computer screen or behind a phone screen. I don't think that's beneficial to anyone's mental health. If you feel the need to disagree with somebody, and we're human beings, we're supposed to be able to disagree with one another, you need to be able to do so in a respectful manner. Intensely going at someone and telling them that the way they do things is wrong without having a dialogue about it is just not appropriate as a person. It doesn't matter what works in somebody else's classroom if what you're doing is working in your classroom and is in the best interest of your students. Sure, you can take ideas and suggestions from others, and of course you can listen to other people's viewpoints, but that doesn't mean what you're doing is wrong. We need to start doing a better job at lifting one another up. The concept of the negativity of the teacher's room has always been something of a bit of a joke in the teaching circle. We know that some people go into the break room to vent. It's normal and human nature, and you have to get it off your chest sometimes, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, especially when you're in a place where you know other people understand what you're talking about. But when you have people who go back at what you're saying in a negative light and aren't trying to find ways to help you remedy the situation, that's where we start having issues. We have these external voices who may be colleagues or parents or administrators or even our friends and family. But their negativity has us start doubting ourselves and our abilities in the classroom. 
If you're like so many of us, the nice comments you hear are nice, but the negative ones are where your mind lingers. We're in a really tough time in education right now, and we should be surrounded with external voices that help lift us up instead of adding fuel to this negative fire that really needs to be put out. The fact of the matter is that this is the society that we live in now. People post whatever they want to post on the internet, and the negative is starting to outweigh the positive. We stopped remembering the saying we all learned as kids, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all, and that's part of the problem. People shouldn't be afraid to voice an opposing viewpoint if they do so factually and respectfully. It's time that we stop saying it's okay to be attacked for having different viewpoints. We are literally all in this together. We're all teachers because we want to help our students excel in their lives. By going at one another, we're doing the exact opposite of that. All this probably sounds really nice in theory, but it's difficult to shake off because these people exist all around us. So what can we do as individuals? Again, you can't control what other people do and what other people say and what other people think. The only thing that you could truly control is yourself. But some people have thicker skin than others. And if you're a person that doesn't just let it roll off your back, it could really start weighing on you mentally. We're always talking about the support that our students need, but what about the support that we need? What if that support is missing? What can we do to help keep ourselves up? If you listened to last week's podcast, I talked about an activity where you sit down and you start writing out your thoughts to help clear your mind. If you didn't listen to last week's podcast, I suggest you go back and take a listen. When you're in the moment of feeling sad or angry or frustrated, this activity is a great first step in organizing your thoughts and making it so it's not overwhelming you. Sometimes even the smallest thing that's under our skin can become a huge deal. If we can pinpoint those triggers, then we can help pull ourselves up and move forward. So how do we do that? It's a matter of trying to figure out what you can do to make the situation better for you. Do you have to rethink how you approach a particular situation? Do you have to limit your interactions with certain people? For example, if a person always has something negative to say, then of course you could just not have conversations with that person anymore if you can help it. I had one particular coworker that used to come to me often to talk about student-centered learning and how they could incorporate that into their own classroom. I would spend a lot of time sitting down with this person and trying to explain to them different concepts and ideas that they could easily do. And every single time I was responded back with a negative thought about how it wouldn't work or it's too much to get it all together. At the end of the day, I was doing my best to help this colleague, but they didn't want to help themselves and they were trying to bring me down with them. I will never turn someone away if they come to ask me for help. Not a colleague, not a family member, not a student. My administration was very, very aware that I would stop and help a student at any time that they walked through my door. At the same time, I had to take this particular situation into consideration for future conversations. My time is really valuable, and if you're going to come to me and tell me I'm wrong every time I'm trying to help you, then I'm not going to give you suggestions anymore. It was hard for me because I'm a natural helper. I want to help people. I want people who look at my classroom and want theirs to be the same way, make that happen. But at the same time, I have to look out for myself. We only have so many hours in a day. We only have so much brain capacity for what we need to do. If you're a helper, certainly help others. Do the best you can, but know that you can't save everybody. There are going to be people who disagree with you, and even though sometimes that's a tough pill to swallow, it's not your problem if somebody doesn't want to listen 
or if somebody wants to look at the glass is half empty. It's okay to be frustrated sometimes. That's normal and it's okay. But how you deal with it personally is more important than how the people around you are dealing with it. Let your inner voices stay positive and stop listening to the negative external forces. Just remember, we're all doing the best that we can. There's always going to be people out there that are trying to drag others down with them. I don't understand why that is. And maybe one day we can find a way to help rise them back up with us as opposed to having them drag us down. But at the end of the day, we all have to make sure that we are doing what is best for us. I know we always talk about what's best for our students and their well-being and what needs to go on in our classrooms. That's obviously our number one concern as teachers, but we also have to make sure that we're taking a step back and taking care of ourselves. Those external voices can be what leads to teacher burnout. The more you hear negativity, the more you start to believe it and the more you start seeing it instead of seeing the positive things that are happening in your classroom. Remember the good things. Sit back and think about the notes that your students have given you or positive comments that you've gotten from people. Try to keep them together. I used to keep them underneath my desk blotter, so if I was having a particularly rough moment, I used to be able to lift them up so I could take a quick read of them and nobody in the classroom would be any the wiser. It was a good way to remind myself that I am doing good and just because there's some negativity out there doesn't mean that I'm not doing things right. Again, life is made of all different shades of gray. There is no black, there is no white. It's a mix of all of them together. And we need to remember as long as we are doing what's in the best interest of our students and us in the classroom, that we're doing it right. I hope this helped you put some things into perspective this week. Please tune in next Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for our next podcast episode. Have a great week, everyone.